welcome to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message by Pastor Andrew McGrath. And I don't want to put a number on it, but the vast majority of people in the body of Christ have no idea about how to access kingdom wealth. So the rich in the church are rich because they have operated in the system of this world. They know how to work hard, how to, how to do what the world does to get ahead. But I am convinced that there are very few people, young, old, that know how to access kingdom wealth. So what I've got to share today is for the youngest person here and the oldest. And it, you know what? Here's the deal. Whether you like it or not, when you stand before Jesus, he will ask you what you did with the kingdom wealth that he entrusted you with. Whether the money that came through your hand found a way to access the system of the world or was it accessing the system of the kingdom? And so I want to unlock in your life because right now there is, in some people's hearts, resistance saying, well, that's not for me. I'm never going to be wealthy. I'm never going to have money. Some of you have been caught up in systems or generational poverty and that's all you know. Others of you have done well for yourself, but it's been man-made. There's been very little of the hand of God, his, his, generation, his uh, kingdom thinking. And that's what's going to shift today. Luke 16 says that the sons of this world are more shrewd in their system than the sons of light. In other words, people out in, in the system of this world, they know how to operate in their system. But when it comes to the kingdom, there are very few sons of the light that know how to operate with God to unlock wealth. And I am discovering that there are ways to unlock wealth according to the kingdom when we partner with Holy Spirit that can make you more money in a day than you've made in a lifetime. And see, what you begin to understand that God, God totally wants you to be blessed and enjoy stuff. But this is bigger because listen... Until you discover how to unlock provision, you can never fulfill your assignment. Let that sink in. Until you unlock provision and discover how to unlock provision in your life God's way, you can never fulfill your assignment. I'm going to show you, this is going to take a few weeks, but I'm going to show you today that the moment Adam was cast out of the garden... He lost his provision and therefore lost his assignment. And his whole life was then consumed with gaining provision, not focused on his assignment. And the enemy wants you today so consumed with provision that you have no ability to focus on your assignment. I'm going to show you some unique things that God is dealing with me, showing me over the next few weeks. And then at the end, I'm going to pray for people Because I believe that I have an anointing in my life for a number of things. And one of them is to release finances in people. That God would give you strategies and ideas from him. And if what you're doing now is not working, then I suggest you listen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And what's good news to the poor? You don't need to stay poor anymore. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all those 
that are oppressed. Matthew 6, 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Preachers have butchered this passage in Matthew 6 for years. We've spiritualized everything. But let me tell you, any way you look at it, if you're poor in spirit, you'll be poor in your finances. And Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit because I'm bringing a kingdom message that's going to unlock wealth in your life and bring you into a season of incredible provision. The great need in this hour is for us to learn how the kingdom of God operates. God has always wanted his people to be free. It was the cry of his heart when the children of Israel were bound under the tyranny of Pharaoh, and he cried out through the, his servant Moses, let my people go free. And, and, and here's the issue, is that many of you have come today and your life is so bound up by the pressures of making ends meet, worry and anxiety, how am I going to pay the next bill? And God wants you free from all that excess worry and striving and stress so you can focus on your assignment. He wants you free. And most Christians don't realize that the kingdom of God functions and operates through spiritual law. God is not random. He's not looking at you today and going, oh, I feel so sorry for them. They're so broke. Look, don't misunderstand me because I say that often and people can think, oh, are you saying that God doesn't care about me? Absolutely not. God, God has compassion on our pain. His heart is for the poor, but he's not moved by our pain. He's moved by kingdom laws. Are you hearing me? And our problem isn't that God's not compassionate or wanting to move in our life. Our problem, God's people perish because of lack of knowledge. They don't know how the system operates in the kingdom. So therefore, they, they are in lack in their lives. It's not that God doesn't want to move in your world today. And if you've got no money, if you, there's not provision flowing through you so you can do your assignment, you need to listen to, to me today, buddy. 2 Peter 1, three says his divine power has given you today everything that you need for life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him. See, once you begin to understand how God operates, there comes a release in your life of everything that you need in this life. So there are many desperate people in the body of Christ looking for answers, but they are looking in all the wrong directions. So that's why we have who wants to be a millionaire. That's why we have Tats Lotto. That's why we have all these things, because it's inbuilt in the heart of man, this desire to come into a place of rest and fulfillment and their needs met so they can fulfill their assignment. But we look in all the wrong ways. We have people looking for a handout. You know what? If, if God, it's a mailbox mentality. If God would just send a million dollars into my bank account, then everything would be right. I, I want you to know today that the answer is actually inside you. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you. And the answer is within the kingdom that's in you. And if you learn how to access what is already there, you know what? The sky's the limit. So what you need today is some new ideas because what you've been doing hasn't been working. And Holy Spirit's about to bring to you over the next few weeks some amazing new ideas to get you out of your life style that you're in and into a place of blessing. Now listen to me. It doesn't matter whether you're a pensioner. It doesn't matter whether you're 95. It doesn't matter what you have in the bank account. What I'm about to share today is about a supernatural supply 
that is accessed in the kingdom of God. See, the enemy whispers in, in people's ear. I can hear it right now. Don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's after your money. I don't need your money. I really don't. It's not about that. He's saying, you know what? You don't have the education. He doesn't understand the bills that are piling up. I'm introducing you afresh today to the kingdom of God. And this is what Jesus came to preach. He came into a world that was so drunk on the earth's system and he began to systematically release his disciples from this fallen mindset. And that's what he's going to do today. Amen? So, I said before, money is tied to your destiny and your assignment. And you're going to need lots of money to fulfill the assignment that God has for your life. I know some people may not like to hear that, but here's the truth. You need lots of money. Should I say it again? I know that upsets some Christians, but I don't care. I, I won't take it back. Listen to me. You need bucket loads of money. I say it again. You need obscene amounts of money. Amen. You need more money than you can poke a stick at. You need money that is beyond your imagination. Why? Because the assignment that God has for your life is huge. And the Christians that say, say we don't need more money are those that don't really understand the assignment that God has for their life. God loves people. God wants to use you to elevate, uh, elevate, to alleviate. I knew it was a word that sounded like that. Alleviate poverty. He's got amazing ideas to unlock this, this world. You are the hope of this city. And so he wants, he wants to build in you. And see, it, God, God is not going to unlock all the assignments or show you all the assignments for your life until you get this provision thing right. So you've got to get it right. And I have a responsibility in this church to make sure that I do everything in my power to get you to understand how to access the kingdom. My passion is that you become incredibly wealthy and have provision so you can fulfill your assignment. So when you stand before Jesus, I mean, how many times do we need to read the Gospels where he tells the story of those who are given five, uh, one, five, ten talents, and he comes back and he said, what did you do with what I gave you, with the assignment that I gave you? What did you do with that? Yeah. Oh, I was just busy trying to make ends meet. Well, what about my kingdom? What about understanding how I function? And that's what I'm going to help you today. So let's get into it. You ready? We go back to the beginning and Adam was created to live in the Sabbath rest. If you're taking notes, write down this. Mankind was created to live out of the Sabbath rest. He created Adam on the sixth day where everything was complete and everything had been provided for. God's plan was that Adam would live with him in the seventh day. So Adam had provision all there for him, and in the seventh day, he was given his assignment, and he had all that he needed to fulfill the assignment, and that was to rule over the earth. But as you know, Adam gave Satan dominion, and it meant that God's kingdom no longer had any place in his heart. God had no place to operate in mankind anymore because that heart had become darkened. And the earth, as a result of Adam rejecting God, became cursed. At the fall, what happened was 
Adam lost his connection to the provision of God, to access to the things of God. And, and, and also, all the earth became darkened under a fallen system. We operate today in a system that is fallen and cursed. It was never meant to be that way. So Adam was left with the realization when he was thrown out of the garden that he would have to toil and sweat. We call it the earth's cursed system. Jesus said in Matthew 6.32 that the unbeliever, the Gentile, runs after the things of this world because that's the only system they know. They work, they toil, they sweat, they worry. And Jesus said, that is not my system. It was never the way it was intended. Man was created to live in the Sabbath rest. See, this mindset is ingrained in us that the only way to get ahead is to work, toil and sweat and worry and stress. Isn't it? And the only way you can get ahead is to, is to make sure you get into the right university course or, or you do this, you work hard, you do overtime and work harder, 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 harder. It's like a treadmill. We're all on the same treadmill trying to get ahead, never, never making ends, but always worried, never coming to a place of great provision in our life. And so many of us, whether we've got a lot or little, are bound by the spirit that is over this age. Yeah. God wants you free. So because of the curse, Adam abandoned his assignment and his whole life was consumed with finding provision. And that's what God wants to set you free from. He lost his vision for his life. His vision was this, survival. But God gave man a picture, as we move on through the scripture, of what he desired for man. He wanted to restore what was lost in the garden. A picture of what life would be like. And you know what he calls this picture? He calls it the Sabbath rest. In remembrance of what took place on the seventh day of creation, where God rested and everything was provided for mankind. It was a day of rest. Imagine that. And I hated this. I tell the story as I grew up on the Sabbath, which was a Sunday in the AOG. Uh, every, every Sunday we would have to rest. And so the view was that on the Sunday you didn't wear makeup. Um, you gave your face a rest. Um, that's for the women, of course. And you weren't allowed to play sport. You couldn't play cricket. You couldn't do anything. It was fun. You had to rest because it was the Sabbath. And so it was, you know, it was, a take, it was taken from the, uh, what the Jews did. You know, in Jesus' time, you couldn't relieve your donkey if it fell in a ditch. You couldn't, you couldn't do a whole lot of things. And so we misunderstood the whole spirit of the sabbath it was god's invitation to come into a place where we no longer toiled and sweated and worried about our provision could you imagine living like that yeah. waking up each day and thinking okay how do i fulfill my assignment i've got all this see i i dream about this i see lots and lots of money i say okay god today where do you want me to spend my cash who am i to help what can I do? That's the way that God created you to live. But how was the Sabbath possible? Because as you know, you still have to eat on the Sabbath. How can you work six days and then rest on the seventh and then expect everything to be provided for on the seventh? How does that work? Six doesn't go into seven. You know, we need to work seven days. What was God going to do to enable us to come into this rest? It's a good question. And the Bible says... 
in Exodus 16.29 that on the sixth day there would be such a harvest that there would be a double overflow to provide for the seventh. It was called having more than enough or a double portion that we sang about today. Adam lost the rest in the seventh because he lost the provision, the double portion on the sixth. Colossians 2 tells us that Jesus himself would become the fulfillment of the Sabbath. The writer of Hebrews chapter 4 says, There still remains for you today a Sabbath rest. We can enter into the rest of God and cease from our own striving and struggles. I don't know about you, but I want to learn how to partner with Holy Spirit so I am not worried about my future. See, if you don't want more money, I say to you, you are the most selfish person on the planet. If your life is just about making ends meet, I say get a bigger life. Start to think about a world that needs your resources. Isaiah saw this covenant in Christ. He said in Isaiah 61.7, Instead of their shame, my people are going to get a double portion. This is an invitation to live in overflow, to have so much on the sixth day that God has created that you can live out of the rest in the seventh day. You were created to live in the seventh day anointing, which is coming out of a double portion, the sixth day into the seventh, so there is an overflow happening in your life. He says, instead of your shame, what sort of shame? Not having enough money, not just for myself, but I see somebody in need, I can't help them. He said, instead of your shame, instead of the church being hidden, see, the reality is the church has little influence in this city. We don't own anything. Don't own any TV stations. Don't own any big buildings in the city. He says, instead of their shame, they're going to get a double portion. Instead of disgrace, they will rejoice in their inheritance. They will inherit... See, inherit, not earn, inherit, a double portion and everlasting joy will be theirs. This is the prophetic word of Isaiah concerning the body of Christ, that we would live in a double portion anointing. Give us this day. It's interesting how the translators translate the Lord's Prayer because, you know, in the Greek, this... This word, give us this day our daily, that word daily is only ever found once in the Bible, both in Matthew's uh, writing of the Lord's Prayer and Luke's. It's not found anywhere else. It's an ancient Greek word. And they had trouble translating this because they couldn't get their heads around the concept of supernatural provision. And as they interpreted the chapter of Matthew 6, they took their understanding of the limitations of how God would work in our life and they translated this word. Because you know what the word really means? Give us this day tomorrow's bread. Our future bread. It's an invitation from Jesus to live in a double portion. Give us this day on the sixth day tomorrow's bread are you hearing me it's a double portion anointing he is praying the kingdom of heaven 
that it would return to earth. What Adam lost in the garden through Jesus has been returned to you. You have an invitation, an anointing from God to live in incredible provision and overflow. The devil is just not going to hand you over money. But he will not just let you walk into his domain and take from him without a fight. Even though you have all authority, that authority will be challenged and there will be conflict as you come and take what is rightfully yours. And one of the ways that we access wealth is that God gives us a place to occupy. An anointing in the area of life. I was saying to some guys this week that when Jesus wanted to give Peter money to pay the taxes, he didn't send Peter to find a gold coin under the udder of a cow. He sent him to find a gold coin in the mouth of a fish. Because it was an area that Peter had learned to occupy and gain authority in. And there are, you're going to discover, as we continue on in the series, that there are realms that God has anointed you to find finance. So I've had people come and say to me, what should I do to make money? And I said, go and find out. Ask God, what is my realm of anointing? Go and study it. Go and understand it so when God begins to move and speak, you have a, a framework for what he wants to do. If you don't learn to fish, you'll never discover the coin in the fish's mouth. If your anointing is to make money in the share market, you better start studying the codes for the shares. But everyone has an area a place to occupy, to take hold of God's government. Luke 10.5 says, Whatever house you enter into, bring peace to that house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. Remain in that house, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. There is a realm that God has called you to minister in, that God has called you to bring influence to, and you need to discover, what is my area of occupation? Now turn with me to Matthew 13, verse 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven, God has given you, Jesus is giving you a key here. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that's hidden in a field. For when a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all that he had and bought this field. Let me tell you, the wealth that God has got for you is hidden. God hides it from the enemy and he hides it for you. He's hiding things that the enemy can't see and he's, he's done that all the time. He hid things from the enemy. He hid it and he revealed it to his people in dreams. He hid what was going to happen in the future and he told Joseph, I don't want you to stay in that country anymore, go across here. He hides things from the enemy to reveal it to his children and God has got things that are hidden for you. Let me read you a scripture about that. Isaiah 45.3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches that are stored in secret places, so that you will know I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. I'm telling you today, my friend, there are hidden treasures 
with your name on it. They, are hidden. they may be hidden from you now, but God has placed them like he placed the coin in the fish's mouth. And if we will begin to partner with the Holy Spirit, we will discover things that are hidden. The enemy does not see it, but God knows where it is. God knows what's about to happen. You only need to study the economy. Nobody has any idea what's about to take place. Nobody. They contradict themselves. They change it. But God knows. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. I will show you things to come. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's been to the end. He knows how it finishes. And if we will partner with him, he will show us hidden secrets. He will show us where the river is going. So you can position yourself to occupy land and territory. You've got to believe this. This is the passion of God's heart. It's like a treasure that's hidden, and it's hidden in a field. As we read the parables, we know that the field speaks of the spirit of man. Mark 4 tells us that. And the treasures that God has for you are discovered in here. So you don't need a handout. You just need to learn to listen to what God is revealing inside. I'm convinced that the poorest person here, the widow with one might, can become the richest person. Abraham left his land, packed up, left. And in a short time, he was the richest man in all of his area. And his son, they just knew they knew wherever they went, they knew how to access the kingdom. I don't have time to teach on it today, but Isaac, in, in, a, in a land of famine, when everyone was going that way, he planted seed and in the same year reaped a hundredfold. And he, res- he got all his resources from within. The well, I can't teach on this today, but the well was actually inside him. And you've got all that you need inside you. It says the kingdom of God is like treasure that is hidden in a field. So business ideas, concepts, strategies, opportunities, they are all inside waiting to be accessed. How many people have the Holy Spirit living inside them right now? Okay. So the Bible says that you have the mind of Christ that comes with ideas, strategies, opportunities. He knows where the gold coin is in the fish's mouth. He knows it. He's brilliant. Holy Spirit is brilliant. He can show you how to make so much money in a day, it will, it will blow you away. The kingdom of God is like treasure that's hidden in a field. And when it's found, it's then hidden again. Don't miss this. He went and sold all he had and purchased that field. In other words, he didn't have the ability to purchase or take possession of the treasure when he found it. And so Holy Spirit will reveal treasure to you but you're not yet ready to occupy that place. And this is what I'm discovering. He will show you things about how to unlock 
wealth and resources, but you're not ready to occupy that yet. And so you leave what you've seen and you begin to learn the art of gaining authority in that realm to occupy what God has shown you. The key to destiny is preparation. Here's some points. Destiny is not something we do, but a place that we are called to occupy. So when God shows you something, he's actually inviting you to occupy a space, a, a territory, so you can then reap. See, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of people, they, they have a mailbox mentality, which is just, just give me some money. I just want some money. But God's not going to do that. He's called you to occupy a realm of authority so that you can possess. So he builds you. He shows you what's to come. Then you begin to sell and trade until you're ready to purchase that which God has shown you. So there's a season where you see, but you don't have. And what is happening there, and a lot of Christians get frustrated. God, you showed me. Joseph had a dream that all, they would all bow down to him. 14 years later, he's learned to occupy a space so when it comes, he's ready and he has the authority to reap all that God has and to sit in a place of authority. Jesus said that he, he tells a parable of a man, that, uh, a king that gave talents to his servants and they, he said, occupy till I come. Learn how to occupy. And when he came back, and those that had occupied and learned how to do that, he gave them authority to sit over cities. And this is what God is doing. He's raising up Christians. He's raising up his children that will have such an understanding how to occupy realms of finance and authority that he's going to place us over cities for his glory. That's his intention. It's bigger than just... You paying your electricity bill. When you're in the right season to occupy what God has shown you, you can be sure the money will be there. As we are faithful in testing, it creates a capacity to rule with authority. So testing is purchasing power to occupy new fields. Let me say that again. Testing is the purchasing power to occupy new fields. So God shows you something, you then go through a season of testing and then through that season of testing you gain the authority to occupy a new realm. I have seen that God has shown me things I have said, okay Lord, I believe. And so in a sense I have sold everything around me like my heart, so I give everything to that concept. I believe what you've shown me and everything's gone the opposite way. There's been a testing, a trying. But then when I come out of that, I feel like I have grown within and now I'm able to occupy. See, I just put in a dollar figure to help you. It's just an arbitrary figure. Over here, I'm believing for $10. And I, and I conquer that. But then God shows me I can believe for $100,000 a day. And so I go through the testing and he takes me through trials and, and things and, and things go backwards and forwards. But I, and what I'm doing, I'm building within me the ability to occupy that area. You can't have wealth unless you can occupy a territory. Yeah. See, the Bible says that there was a tribe of Israel and they were called the Manassehites. Manassehites. And it says that their job was to occupy a region called 
Canaan or the Canaanites to take over that territory. But the Canaanites would not allow them to dispossess them. They refused them entry. And it says, so what the Manassehites did, they built themselves up and got stronger and stronger until the day they were ready and they defeated the Canaanites. And what is happening between God showing you a strategy and the reality of that taking place, you are learning how to occupy, to carry an anointing for the harvest. See, the truth is if God plonked $10 million upon you right now, it would destroy most of us because we haven't learned how to occupy. So he shows us things, not to, not to just dangle a carrot under our nose, but he's saying, this is a treasure in a field. Now go away and sell all you have and gain enough here so you can come back and occupy the field that I've called you to live in. And so that's why I taught in my first book about the parable of Mark for the sower and the seed. This is amazing revelation. Don't throw away the gospel. Some people say the gospels, you know, we don't need them, the old covenant. There is amazing kingdom truth that Jesus is teaching us about how to live. Mark 4 says that, that as, as the sower sows the seed, he said the birds of the air, they come and steal it. That's the earth system. God's given you strategies, hidden things, Sometimes he's dropping things into your heart and the enemy robs that. No, it couldn't be that easy. Don't believe in that. It keeps you on the treadmill. But for those who allow the seeds to come into their heart and nurture, and that's why I've been teaching you on dealing with the heart. For out of the heart flow the boundaries of our life. Get rid of bitterness, unbelief. Get your heart right. The more pure the heart, when the seed comes in, see, it's, it's the... That's the condition of the soil that determines the 30, 60, 100 fold. When a seed revelation comes from God, your heart determines the overflow. Are you hearing me? So if you've got faith for finances, if God gives you a strategy to make money, then there's a hundred ground, hundred fold increase there. So as the seed comes in, it says it comes into our heart. God drops a strategy into our heart. And then it says, out of the ground grows a tree. And the tree begins to grow like a mustard seed. And it grows like that and it invites the birds of the air to come and nest under its shade. Remember me teaching on this. Those birds are a picture of angels and they nest under the shade of the tree. The shade is your realm of authority. It's your boundaries. It's the area that you're called to occupy. And the more that we allow revelation to sit in here and grow, the wider our occupation becomes. And that's why I said Peter could walk down the street and his shadow would heal the sick. When you break through in finances and you gain a realm of authority, your shadow of finances will heal the poor. For what you carry will not just give them a handout, but it will change the way they think. See, the greatest calling of the church is not just to give people money, but to unlock kingdom laws in people's lives, introducing them to a father who has the Sabbath rest for them. And I'm going to show you over the next, at least the next week or two, how we can bring our finances into the kingdom. The act of the five loaves and fishes, Jesus was taking it out of one kingdom and by blessing them, he brought them into his kingdom. Many Christians don't have their finances in the kingdom of light. It's under a fallen system. 
And the leftover was 12 baskets, authority to rule in realms. And you do that when you bring it into the Lord's system. And as we do that, as we allow God to be Lord, this is what Abraham, I'm getting to next week, he did it to Melchizedek. He brought his resources into the kingdom. See, this is why I say grace. I bring my food by giving thanks. Paul talks about this in Corinthians. By giving thanks, I'm bringing everything that belongs in the world system that I partake, that I possess, that comes into my body, my mind. I'm, making, I'm sanctifying, setting it apart, making it holy. So when it comes into me, it's part of the Lord's kingdom. And we're going to see next week about how Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us strategies to make money. I'm going to talk to you about how to enable him to come and speak. Because his greatest delight is to share with you hidden treasures. He loves to do that. But see, if you don't believe that he will speak to you in that realm, he won't. So you have an invitation from God today to occupy a territory. From the youngest one to the oldest. And he wants to do that. He is going to teach you how to occupy, how to possess, how to enlarge his kingdom. And I'm asking, Father, right now that you would speak to your people. I know in my heart, Lord, that this is a season, a particular season, where so much is shifting and that you are rattling the systems of this world and you are unlocking in the church ways to access the wealth of the nations for the glory of your kingdom. And I ask, Lord, today that you would begin to speak to your people in a fresh and new way. I break the spirit of poverty. I break the lies of the enemy that would hold us in such dark places in our finances. And we invite you today, Lord Jesus, to be Lord over our finances. We bring all that we have into your kingdom and Lord, we say today, we do not want to operate in a fallen system. We choose to operate in your system. Teach us, Lord, like you taught Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Teach every generation in this church how to access kingdom wealth. How to, t- how to find a gold coin in a fish's mouth. Speak to us through dreams, through parables any way that you want and show us the things that are hidden from the eyes of this world. Show us, Holy Spirit. And through everything you give us, enlarge your kingdom influence in this city. Bless your people. Father, when people look at us, may they say, how do you carry so much favor? May there be a visible, you said, a rise shine for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For, for behold, deep darkness will cover the earth. And I prophesy today that there is such a glory over your people that will distinguish them like it did with Joseph and his family, that they would say there must be something about the God that you serve. Lord, I pray that even like you had said to the Jews, you would provoke them to jealousy because of the favor that is upon your people. Father, I speak it over your people today. 
increase them. Show them how to occupy areas by faith. Cause the seeds that you've sown in them to bear 30, 60, 100 fold. Lord, by our faith, activate the angels that would gather a harvest, that would open up opportunities, that would break down walls of resistance, that would smash the walls of darkness that would defy God's people. Send forth your holy angels that would go into war for us, Lord, so we would walk into open gates before us. And I see that right now that the Holy Spirit, as we begin to stand in faith, as we begin to believe in the Word of the Lord, as we posture our hearts before the Holy Spirit, I see the Lord now assigning angels. I've seen it in dreams before. I've seen busload after busload of angels coming, a sign to bring breakthrough in finances. And God is looking for a people that would position themselves, that would rid themselves of fallen earth system thinking and would bring everything they have and say, Lord, it's yours. Lord, I give it all to you. Now flow through me. Give me strategies and ideas. Let me be a resource, Lord. And I pray for those people, Father, Assign your angels, Lord. Let them be all around them, before them, behind them, over their families, Lord, over their finances, Lord. I ask, Lord, for such breakthrough and testimonies in this house that people would testify that in one day he turned it all around, that I doubled my profit in a day, that God opened up unusual opportunities. Let there come out of this house such a well of blessing, Lord, as our hearts hearts being for the poor, Lord, and the widow. Father, resource us, Lord, not just in finances, but with kingdom ideas and strategies. Cause us, Lord, anoint us to break the spirit of poverty. Lord, anoint your people in the Holy Ghost that they would come and break down the strongholds, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name. And I release kingdom wealth today. I release that. I speak into your spirit now and I break every lie of the enemy that would restrict you. And I release the heart of the Father who delights to give. And I release kingdom wealth and strategies and dreams and opportunities that He would open your eyes to provision. And then I speak into your assignment. And I say that God is going to fulfill His good purpose with you. He's going to open your eyes to your assignment as you embrace your provision. And there will be provision for the assignment in Jesus' name. An overflow in Jesus' name. Father, renew their minds according to the mind of Christ. Cause them to see differently, to think differently. Cause them to see that all the waiting that they go through in obedience is getting them ready to occupy at a higher level. Thank you, Father, for those that you've shown big things. And it seems like, Lord, they've had to go away from their field. Show them today, Lord, that you are getting them ready to purchase that field. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And I pray, Lord God, that you would cause us to lean into you, to lean into you in this season. For the answer for everything that you need is found in Him. He has the ideas and the strategies. Call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you. I will show you. I will show you. I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. And if the church would just stop and rest in Him and ask Him 
Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for everyone, 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 everyone who asks shall receive. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I release this kingdom anointing over every person here right now. Everyone who hears my voice, both on the internet and in this building, I release to all those who are in faith, kingdom anointing to prosper. In Jesus' name.